Fasting. When God sees you, he hears you. It's interchangeable. So every time you read that God saw someone, it also means he hears you. So if God sees you today, he hears you and he hears your prayers. And in my experience, when God hears our prayers, if they're in his will, he'll answer them. He'll answer them. This church congregation is full of answered prayer. It's actually full of miracles. There are children up in kids' church, out in the creche, who were never meant to be born. And here they are, living testimonies. There are marriages that were told you'll never recover. And here they are, more in love than ever. There were people and the doctor told them, you have no hope. And yet here they are. They've overcome, supernaturally, cancer. Hallelujah. And worse. So God is well able to hear and answer our prayers. Today, I'm going to look at two examples. One from the Old and one from the New Testament. We're going to look at a woman and a man. We're going to look at two people with different needs. But I actually think it will encompass most of us where we're at today. So these two examples are how God saw them. And can I submit to you how he'll see you today? Our first example is a woman. Actually, she was only a teenage girl. And she uh, became a servant of Abraham and his wife, Sarah. And they were, uh, he was the original patriarch. So she came from Egypt. She had no legal rights. She was almost in um, a very unenviable situation, other than that Abraham was a godly man and a kind man, she wouldn't have had an awful lot going for her. But when we go into the word, we learn a lot. And so I pray God, Holy Spirit, let your word feed us today, guide us and help us to follow what you want to say this day through your word. Amen. Amen. Genesis tells us that Sarah, Abraham's wife, ill-treated her servant Hagar and so she ran away from her Hagar ran away but the Lord found Hagar has he found you do you know what it is to be found anyone know what it is to be found by Jesus hallelujah it's the best feeling ever the Lord found Hagar near a well in the desert and he said to her Where have you come from? And where are you going, Hagar? I'm running away from my mistress, she replied. Go and remain where you are, as I will give you great increase with many descendants. So Hagar called the one who spoke to her, Elroy, the God who sees me. And she gave birth to a son. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, not in podcast, uh, that's flashing. I'm not sure what's happening, but um, hopefully it won't trigger an attack of any sort. <laughs> Sorry, I'd say you'll be okay. Uh, but we do have the big screens, which I think on social media you can see as well. So what's the word saying? Genesis 16 says, verse 6 to 7, Sarah ill-treated Hagar, her servant. Hagar ran away. But the Lord found her near a well in the desert. When you and I have trouble, we either, they call it fight or flight. We either stand and fight our ground for justice. Or if there's trouble, let's say in the family with someone we love, we fight for the relationship. Or some of us will 
go into flight mode. We run away. Hagar, and you can understand, she was only a teenage girl, ran away from the trouble. She had no power. Sarah had all the power. She ran away, but the Lord found her. Do you know what the Bible says? You can run to any part of the earth and God will always find Amen. you. Amen. Not to find you, to catch you, but to find you because he loves you. Amen. He loves you. And the Lord found Hagar. Look at where she was. She was at a well in the desert. I prophesy here today. I really do. With all my heart. You have a well or a spring of water. And Hagar was able to survive on that little bit of water. But she was still in a desert. And God is saying to some here, what are you doing still in the desert? Oh, I, I have some water. You're called to the promised land. Amen. You're called to the land of milk and honey. Amen. Flowing with milk and honey. Don't settle for a little drop of water just to survive. You're still in the desert. Leave the desert and go to the place God really wants you. Amen? Amen. So Hagar, even though she was able to survive, God had something better for her. Look at the question the Lord asks her. Where have you come from, Hagar? Where are you going? He's still asking the same question today of everyone here. Where have you come from? Broken family, a stressed out career, loneliness, an addiction, nothing going on in your life. Where have you come from? What's more important? Where are you going? Where are you going? You know what the Bible says? Without a vision, the people perish. perish. Actually, it says the people throw off restraint. Anything goes. That's the world we live in today. We're told the goal is just to get more money. Money won't satisfy. Anyone say amen? amen. Okay, about 20% of the church said that. You need to hear us. Money will never satisfy. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? I hope you heard that in podcast and YouTube and Facebook land and Instagram land. Money won't ever satisfy you. But our society says, get money, try and look your best. And so we have an outbreak, an epidemic of young people, young men, as well as young women, who are self-harming, who are struggling with depression and anxiety. Why? Because the world says, you got to look like this. No, you don't. Are you going to believe that? It's who's inside is what important, Amen. not the outside shell. I know that's not an excuse to never wash or whatever. <laughs> Without a vision, the people perish. You are called to something far deeper than money or than what your face or your body looks like. You're called to be a son of God. You're called to be a daughter of God. You're called to change the world. Can you give your life to that? I am. I will. Will you? It's worth it. It's worth it because the glory is incredible. Hagar named the one who spoke to her, Elroy, the God who sees me. This is one of a number of what we call descriptive names of God. So these are names that describe the attributes, the character of God. El in Hebrew is God. Roy is to see me. 
So Hagar called him the God who sees me. We have El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. We have Yahweh or Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. We have Adonai, which means Lord, and so on and so on. But she had the revelation, God sees me. She was invisible. Now, if you go by today's um, standard, she was probably a very attractive um, beautiful figure, lovely face. It's almost certain she came from Egypt. She would have been a good-looking girl. If she walked down McCartan Street, all the guys would be after her. But, but you know what? That doesn't really work. You might say, huh, you would say that anyway, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> you know what? Is that really all you want? How about someone sees you for who you are? Amen. Knows you. Amen. The real you. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way. I mean that in a wonderful way. The person God is forming. The person who you were born to be. So Hagar knew God sees me. And this was so wonderful and beautiful to her. This is the God who sees me. So many gods that people bow down and worship in this world, they don't see them. It's all about them. But God is all about you. Hallelujah. He's all about you. He's about changing your life. He's about giving you hope. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord in Jeremiah. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. Hallelujah. God is about you. He wants to save you. He wants to heal you. He wants you to be the person you were born to be. So Hagar knew what it was for God to see her. Because when he saw her, he heard her. She obeyed God and God blessed her. When we move into the New Testament, we meet a man. And this is where Jesus, right at the beginning of his public ministry, he began by going up the mount. And we have the Mount of Beatification. He gave us the Beatitudes. And he came down from the mountain and he began to form his core group of 12 guys. And as he was going around, we're told, the next day Jesus found Philip and he said to him, follow me. And Philip then went and found Nathanael and said to him, We found the one the prophets spoke about, even Jesus of Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, he replied? Come and see. Anyone challenges you? Blah, 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 blah. Christians, blah, blah, blah. Church, come and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching him, he declared, Here's an Israelite without deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. I saw you, even before Philip called you, sitting under that fig tree. God is saying today, you're sitting under a fig tree and you're called to far greater than just sitting under a fig tree. Who can say amen? Amen. Amazed, Nathaniel said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered him, you believe just because I saw you sitting under that fig tree, you will see far greater things than these. And you know what? You and I will see far greater things than we've ever seen up to now. 
Do you know what the Bible says? God says, when, when, when they sent out two by two and they did miracles, and God said, Great, and he speaks about his own ministry, greater things shall you do. Greater. Greater. And he promised this to Nathaniel. And we're told that Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching him. All of you guys who came up and took that heavy stone. Jesus saw you walking up those aisles. Jesus saw you being faithful and responding to Mike's prophetic word. Jesus saw you taking the weight and giving testimony. And if you're new here, Jesus saw you walking up the stairs to come in here or getting the lift up here. Jesus saw you parking your car or getting the bus to come onto McCurtain Street when nobody knew where you were going. Jesus saw you. Amen. In fact, Jesus saw you last night in bed when it was going through your head. Will I go? Will I go? Is it going to be weird? Will I be afraid? Is someone going to say something that offends me? Jesus saw you. So Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching him. And Nathaniel was kind of saying, Nazareth? I mean, hello? Nazareth? I remember I was 16 and uh, I was practicing a thing called Transcendental Meditation. It's from the devil. Don't ever take it up. Um, I wasn't a Christian, by the way. I can see some of you were shocked. I was not born again. Uh, but I remember at the time my sister was going through a lot of trouble. And I, my mother was saying, how can we help her? And I started searching. I wish I had found Christians, but there was nobody. I didn't see any Christians. I didn't know anything about being born again. But what I did find was a thing called Transcendental Meditation. It's basically Hinduism. And they had a building just around the corner here up in Patrick's Hill. And I remember going in there and they were all English. And I remember hearing their accent and I felt so low. I felt my Irish accent was terrible next to their cultured English accents. What a fool. What a fool. We can feel low. And Nathaniel was coming to Jesus and he probably thought, Nazareth. But this is the God of the stable. This is the God who turns the world upside down. This is the God who takes the people that no one has any time for and he makes them into something wonderful. This is the God who turns losers into winners. Hallelujah. This is the God who turns those who think they're ugly into something beautiful. Hallelujah. You are the head. You are not the tail. So Nathaniel was approaching Jesus and he saw him. And if, it's, if you're new here or you haven't been to something like this for a long time, or even as you come and you use all of these prayer stations and you're just waiting your turn, Jesus is watching. And Jesus has seen you, and Jesus has listened to you, and you can be praying before you ever get to any of the physical symbols, symbols or emblems to use. So as we approach Jesus, let's just remember, he knows who we are, he sees us, nothing's going to shock him. Can I get an amen? amen. You might say, oh, how can I come to him? There are no barriers. The only barrier is you. Because you are telling yourself, I can't come. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Amen. Hallelujah. There is no sin that God will not forgive. Hallelujah. There is no life so low that God will not raise up. Hallelujah. And there is no issue that God can't help you overcome. 
because he's a wonderful God. He declared, Jesus declared, here is an Israelite without deceit. Here is someone who is so good on the inside. Nathaniel was not a player. Nathaniel was not a chancer. Nathaniel was not a smooth talker. Nathaniel, what you saw is what you get. You could even say, I remember one guy saying to me years ago, I wonder, was Nathaniel on the spectrum or something? Because he just came out, can any good come out of Nazareth? Couldn't he a bit more be a bit more polite? You know what? He was an honest guy. And he just said something of the prejudice of the society he came from. Because Nazareth wasn't a cool place to come from. But Jesus saw him. Do you think Jesus took offense? How dare you speak of Nazareth in that way? Who do you think you are? Cheek of you. Cheek of you. You said Nazareth. No, do you know what? If anyone says that, drop it. These are the things of time that mean nothing. Here's an Israelite without deceit. What was going on? Jesus saw Nathaniel externally and Jesus saw Nathaniel internally. First part of verse 47, he physically saw him. Second part, he declares what he spiritually saw. Man looks at the outside. What does God look at? The heart, which is the inside, the attitude the motivation, and that's what we should be working on. Paul said, this outer tent or shell will fade away, but what's inside will live forever. So work on the inside, who you are. Allow God to help you, because we can't do it on our own. How do you know me, Nathaniel asked? And maybe this is new to you and you're saying, how can God know me? Or maybe we've forgotten this and we, it's something from the past. But God knows us. How does he know me? Here's just two examples. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And Matthew 6, 8. Your heavenly father knows what you need before you even ask him. So before you even say a prayer today, God knows your need. God knows your need. And he knew you and he knew me before our existence even began. Hallelujah. Our souls are eternal. God is outside time. And he knew us. So God knows us. Don't be afraid. Amen. Amen. Come up and use the prayer stations. And I'm going to say, come with a confidence. Not that you're brilliant, but that he's brilliant. Not that you've done all the work. You haven't, I haven't. He's done the work. As we come up, we're under the blood of Jesus, and so God will hear our prayers. Now, just finally, two different issues. Hagar was in a problem situation, and she needed help. That's probably half of us here. There's a problem at work, or in a relationship, or with our health, or whatever, and we need help. And Jesus, or God, met her need, and he helped her. But Nathaniel didn't have an actual need. And this is the other half of the people here today. You need purpose. We all need purpose. It's part of the vision. Without a vision, the people perish. God wants to use you. And we say, I don't want anyone to use me. When God uses you, it's wonderful. Can anyone say hallelujah? Honestly, it's wonderful. It's what we were born to be. Nathaniel needed purpose. I wonder, did he really know? Before, when he was sitting under the fig tree, when Jesus saw him, before he knew he was being seen, 
he needed purpose. And what happened? He became one of the twelve. And I can talk about another time how God used Nathaniel and what early church history. Fantastic how he served God and in the end gave his life. But one day we'll meet Nathaniel. Hallelujah. So he needed purpose. Maybe you're not in a problem, but you need purpose. Come and pray today. Come and give God that prayer because God has a future and a plan for your life. Could the worship team come up, please? Therefore, today, what's your need and what's your prayer? God will hear it. God will hear it. And by his grace, he will answer. He not only hear, but he will answer. And God...